0: I'm going to do something which I have um, thought of doing a couple of times, but uh, there's always a blocker, which sort of So see, simply the thing is, ki if there is logic to sort of, um, you know, if you can sort of defy some statements or some ideas by logic, you know, you should go ahead and do that. Because if you sort of get convinced by that idea, you get committed to that idea and then commitment say, then you follow that idea to the core and that's the problem because then you are agreeing to an idea, which can be logically defied, right. And that could turn out to be both ways, right. And in most of the cases, it's wrong because you have almost married an idea, which you haven't thought through, or you haven't sort of given a thought exploration for that, right aur aaj fir se seriously so i just thought why should i take people seriously <laughs> just kidding uh, i just thought that uh, i'll react to simon Sinek. um i'm he's a great guy i have been listening to uh, you know his things while i was growing up main aise bahut sare motivational um seminars, the Simon Sinek proper name. I I was a part of iSEC. It's a global exchange. Sort of, they facilitate exchange globally, right? And uh, my team leaders specifically used to show me Simon Sinek's videos. And I used to get very happy very motivated. But, when we grow up, when we think about how the world is moving, then we think about Simon Sinek's ideas... I feel in the gut that some ideas are not straight up right. And I am an idea warrior. Right? And I am a rebel. So, I will do ideas to defy through logic. So, see, the, the whole objective of this video is that... I sort of put forward how I think about things. I sort of put forward an idea that uh, whenever you listen to a TEDx talk, TEDx, ki naams, naam, TEDx dekh ke inspire me because you know understand what they are saying. Ultimately, they are coming from their experiences, and they might give some advice which particularly fit hai. It is not necessary that particularly fit And if one or two advice leke ghar ja rahe, then I have a problem with that. So this video is not going to be criticizing Simon, right? Um, I mean, like, see, now I am a little YouTuber, hu, so nothing to lose, right? Nothing to lose. If I have one million subs, so I had, so, I you know, I had something to lose, but then, abhi, I have nothing to lose, so, probably, I would have these risky experiments, so that, you know, matlab, maza chihye, and probably, everyone who is watching, maza If you, are if you sort of ab chat box, mein ki, you know, you uh, are sort of favoring Simon. I completely agree with that maybe favor Karungosko Kaike and I would sort of be against him at some points which I feel are not right, right? Or logically, usko. if you don't agree with the idea, chat box, mein mat machana, comment section, because I don't think ki, uh, I want to source any of that through this YouTube channel. I just want to. Source good content, and uh, you know, give out my original thought ideas, original ideas which I f- um, have for different sort of you know, uh, motivational genres. Or meko sabse when something motivational comes up, or probably, mostly agar logic nhi hota aur aadi bakwas hoti to mujhe bahut maza because I can then I have content to record, right? <laughs> Honestly, i isliye maza hota hai ki content mil jaata hai. Bas iske reason bhi nahi let's start it um so this video is particularly about the golden circle um i'll just share my screen and um, sort of हम karke karte this is the video uh, this got very popular it has um views in millions and uh, i'm scared i'm really scared What is this? idea ideas and then you know they try to apply in their own companies i have started a couple of companies and um, i know ki you know probably these ideas for growth are not relevant across the board so let's just think through the framework he's trying to propose and i'm watching this firsthand so all my opinions are going to be firsthand all my reactions are going to be firsthand Uh, probably it's more of opinions than reactions so let's just play it
1: But how do you explain when things don't go as we assume? Or better, how do you explain when others are able to achieve things that seem to defy all of the assumptions? For example, why is Apple so innovative?
0: See the first problem is he's saying how are others able to achieve something by defying all the assumptions, right? My problem with that is he didn't mention what are those assumptions. Right. Probably he wants to say that those assumptions are related to. You know, company's growth, etc. But he didn't sort of put the assumption straightforward because a company can have multiple objectives. One objective can be revenue. One objective can to acquire customer. One objective can to get to a product market fit stage, they acquire some users to understand that they have developed a particular product or not. So the objectives can be multiple, right? And based on those objectives, are sort of assumptions. If those objectives are sort of assumptions, then which assumptions, right? So that particular baseline. The, the particular foundation of this this idea is sort of not given, like initially. So, uh, that is where I have most of the problem with, right?
1: How do you explain when others are able to achieve things that seem to defy all of the assumptions? For example, why is Apple so innovative? Year after year after year after year, they're more innovative than all their competition. And yet, they're just a computer company. They're just like everyone else. They have the same access to the same talent, the same agencies, the same consultants, the same media. Then why is it that they seem to have something different? Why is it that Martin Luther King led the civil rights movement? He wasn't the only man who suffered in a pre-civil rights America, and he certainly
0: here, pe context set or that, you know, he's going to talk about leadership because he pulled in uh, Martin Luther King and he also is going into Appleka success, etc. etc. So he's he sets up context really well. Um, I'll give that to him. Like he he is a brilliant speaker. He he is a brilliant speaker. I have grown grown up watching him and um, maza aata tha. I legit used to, you know, uh, get sort of um, motivated and inspired by some of the ideas which he had to deliver.
1: Yep. He wasn't the only great orator of the day. Why him? And why is it that the Wright brothers were able to figure out controlled powered man flight when there were certainly other teams who were better qualified, better funded, and they didn't achieve powered man flight? And the Wright brothers beat them to it. There's something else at play here. About three and a half years ago, I made a discovery, and this discovery profoundly changed my view on how i thought the world worked and it even profoundly changed the way in which i operate in it
0: the world works uh, he's saying that how the world works right uh, and world is a very broad sort of sample so i'm not sure if any idea applies to that bigger sample right so there are nitty gritties so we'll be very nitpicky We'll get to Simon today. We'll get to Simon today and we'll get to him whatever we want to say in our hearts. Whatever we want to say in our hearts, we'll get to Simon today. What we want to know, we've learned from galat things. Not wrong, but whatever ideas we want karne, we would do that today. it. So the world is a broader sample. So I would not agree that any idea applies to sort of um, the entire world, right? As per se. like, if he's talking about leadership, then uh, his world could be companies or, you know, leaders, etc. But then if something is applying, is is getting applied to a broader, you know, sample, I don't think any idea fits that well. As it turns out,
1: there's a pattern as it turns out all the great and inspiring leaders and organizations in the world, whether it's Apple or Martin Luther King or the Wright brothers, they all think, act and communicate the exact same way. And it's the complete opposite to everyone
0: else all i did another problem see pe you have to be very picky about things and understand ki think act and communicate in the exact same way see he he does not know how matlab, how they think and communicate and act right they would act in probably different ways because right brothers are sort of you know inventing and you know, discovering a machine or inventing a machine which is sort of you know which flies right they are basically understanding how up, um, how you can commute through, um, air, right. Second apple is trying to, um, you know, sort of bring a revolution in the computer space and the software space. And then Martin Luther King is totally different photo. So how they think and act and communicate is, is sort of very, could be very different. And, um, you know, there is no such pattern, which every, like, there is no common pattern, which all three of them show, right. And any, any three people, right? Any three people cannot show a singular pattern on which you could un- make a pattern, right? And the answer is he said that, uh, they think, act and communicate in the exact same way, which is different from all, all the others. Right. Probably he's trying to say, ki, matlab, you know, um, in a manner, they think, act and communicate, others, other people are not able to do that probably. Right. So, okay. Like we would understand that and give, um and think that he's, you know, setting up context here.
1: Again, okay. was codify it. And it's probably the world's simplest idea. I call it the golden circle. Why, how, what? This little idea explains why some organizations and some leaders are able to inspire where others aren't. Let me define the terms really quickly. Every single person, every single organization on the planet knows what they do, 100%. No,
0: no not every organization knows that what they do because a couple of organizations are figuring out eventually and they pivot a lot. They do not exactly know what they are doing. So organizations per se, like even big organizations, right? They keep pivoting and they understanding that in which spaces they could go. So they exactly don't know what they're doing and which spaces are they catering to 100% of the times. There are a lot of organizations which do know what they're doing, but there are most of the, like every organization doesn't know what they're doing, right? Probably, like, orga- here yeah, organizations come to landing page, mein kya what should be that first particular line? Or what do we do? Some organizations have different features and they cater to different users altogether. So they exactly don't know what they do, right? They don't have a common sort of um common core, you know, agenda. Or um I am just saying that not all the companies have a common sort of agenda, right? agenda around features. There could be different agendas around which features are built. So I would disagree with that. Ki every company knows what most of the companies don't, or you know, a good sample size sample of companies do not know what they are doing, and that's probably more in the starting phases.
1: Some know how they do it whether you call it your differentiating value proposition, or your proprietary process, or your USP. But very, very few people or organizations know why they do what they do. And by why, I don't mean to make a profit. That's a result. It's always a result. By why, I mean what's your purpose? What's your cause? What's your belief? Why does your organization exist? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And why should anyone care? Well, as a result, the way we think, the way we act, the way we communicate is from the outside in. It's obvious, we go from the clearest thing to the fuzziest thing. But the inspired leaders and the inspire or inspired organizations, regardless of their size, regardless of their industry, all think, act,
0: and communicate from the inside out. Let me give you an example. I use- that is true. So if you start thinking from why right, and you basically make the impact very clear, you understand why you are doing that particular project or, you know, whatever you're working on. But essentially it does not mean that, you know, there is a singular line which he can draw saying that why they think of Uske baad Uske baad what It could be tied back differently as well. Like there are typical scenarios and there are multiple complex problems to solve. So you could go from how to what to why and what to how to why and why to what to how. So see, there are multiple combinations possible here and uh, it's exactly not a singular line, which drives everything. There are, there are times when you essentially have to think about what to do and essentially times where you want to think how to do, because see, the thing is, ki, if you always keep figuring out why, and you are probably in a better place, jab soch sakte ho ki, how to do this thing better compared to others, right. That could be your value proposition proposition as well. Then you do not think, have to think about why. And some people are capitalistic in that way, and companies are capitalistic, right? So, wo, wo kyun ki agar why, why se hai, how revenue Companies don't operate that way, by the way. Like they do not constantly think about कि पहले मैं why सोच why sochunga. And then only then I would be able to inspire people. When they communicate, they deliver the why. But then why is a small part of it, right? That it's not majority chunk of the conversation. How and what is the is the Chunk of conversation and probably how is the most important piece, right? When you are sort of executing, and there are other like, see, this is very sort of single um, unilayer, and this should not happen that way because there are mul- multiple dimensions where you understand that you question ask question, and things do not operate that way. Ki pehle what fir how ya what then why Matlab, You get the meta, right? It could be any, it could be in any direction, it could be in any combination, right
1: use Apple because they're easy to understand and everybody gets it. If Apple were like everyone else, a marketing message from them might sound like this. We make great computers. They're beautifully designed, simple to use, and user friendly. Want to buy one? Meh. And that's how most of us communicate. That's how most marketing is done. That's how most sales are done. And that's how
0: most. Not most of the sales is done that way. Um. Like, it depends. Again, it depends. And you basically, in today's day and age, you do not, you cannot, right? You cannot copy this idea because you have to run different A-B tests to understand that what sells the most, right? In some products, why doesn't sell a lot, right? In some products, how sells a lot. And in some products, what sells a lot. So, you have to figure it that out for you. And there could be other things that sell a lot. It it essentially does not say that you have to figure out karna hai. You do not have why for a couple of platforms, Matlab, um, you know, like, for example, users, ke liye, like, see, when you're thinking about a company, there are two aspects to it. When people who are developing that particular company or growing that organization, think, humko why se, how se, what, chahi, right, that doesn't happen, probably when customers think about uh, the product in, sim, in some products, they do not think about why they just think, think of how and what to do. And these are two different things they, they cannot be combined or a simple formula, big. right? It could not be a golden circle, why, what, how, right. It, it probably doesn't sort of convey the exact idea and people who are recent, uh, who are joining companies, uh, recently or freshers, right. And they come across this video because this video is very sort of, um, you know, Absorb he's a great orator, by the way. Like, he's a great fucking orator. Must, he engages the audiences like crazy. Cra- Man, I was a mad fan of him. Whenever I see a post from him on LinkedIn, I still, you know, it's a comforting thought deliver. It's just to digest. But then if you probably think and you put some layers over it, then you probably understand that, you know, uh, some of the ideas are goods and couple of others are, you know, see, probably I won't agree with this because user end say why sells first, right? It could be how things are done and what uh, are things that have to be done, right? Those could be sold first as well.
1: Most of us communicate interpersonally we say what we do we say how we're different or how we better and we expect some sort of behavior a purchase a vote something like that here's our new law firm uh we have the best lawyers with the biggest clients we have you know we always perform for our clients do business with us here's our new car it gets great gas mileage it has you know leather seats buy our car
0: right i i assume that like mostly on those rough, roughly on those lines right they do not say that... You know, uh, they have a purpose to achieve, like no Indian buys that car on and Maruti is a great company, right? I don't know the financials exactly, but then it's a great brand.
1: Car, but it's uninspiring. Here's how Apple actually communicates. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently. The way we challenge the status quo is by making our products beautifully designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. We just happen to make great computers. Want to buy one? Totally different, right? You ready to buy a computer from me? All I did was reverse the order of the information. What it proves to us is that people don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. This explains why every single person in this room is perfectly comfortable buying a computer from Apple but we're also perfectly comfortable buying an MP3 player from Apple
0: or a- mm. It would need some more heavy lifting to understand key if Apple actually does that or not, because uh, I have to go through Apple ads, uh, probably um, some other time. But I and even if Apple does that, a lot of people do not buy Apple because of that, right? they might buy because of how and what.
1: A phone from Apple or a DVR from Apple. But as I said before, Apple's just a computer company. There's nothing that distinguishes them structurally from any of their competitors. Their competitors are all equally qualified to make all of these products. In fact, they tried. A few years ago, Gateway came out with flat screen TVs. They're eminently qualified to make flat screen TVs. They've been making flat screen monitors for years. Nobody bought one. And Dell, Dell came out with MP3 players and PDAs and they make great quality products and they can make perfectly well-designed products and nobody bought one. In fact, talking about it now, we can't even imagine buying.
0: So if Dell wasn't in the market share with Apple. People who want to buy Dell, so there has to be someone who, who caters to audiences that need Dell, right? Dell is probably a company which is going on still now. Till, till date, right? And it does not mean that no one buys from Dell. So this is outright wrong because you, you are saying that nobody buys from Dell. Dell is actually smart to figure out which si market space is I understand Apple captured the biggest market space, but it doesn't mean that Dell doesn't sell because you know, everyone buys from Apple. This is a blunt, you know, blast statement.
1: An MP3 player from Dell. Why would you buy an MP3 player from a computer company? But we do it every day. People don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. The goal is not to do business with anybody with everybody who needs what you have.
0: No, it's getting repetitive. I I just think that uh, yeah. If there is something new then we'll explore this. But then yeah, let's just quickly go through this because if there is nothing new then why should we? Let's just play play this in 1.25.
1: ...have. The goal is to do business with people who believe what you believe. Here's the best part. None of what I'm telling you is my opinion. It's all grounded in the tenets of biology, not psychology, biology. If you look at a cross-section of the human brain looking from the top down, what you see is the human brain is actually broken into three major components that correlate perfectly with the golden circle. Our newest brain, our homo sapien
0: brain... Brain doesn't fit well with golden circle for sure. Like brain is not developed to, you know brain is not structured in a way to fit the golden circle. For sure. Our neocortex
1: corresponds with the what level. The neocortex is responsible for all of our rational and analytical thought.
0: And maybe I'm wrong here because, um, I don't, I don't think, um, from a biological perspective. And that's why I would sort of, you know, um, skip this part because you have a knowledge near, but I can say key like brain is a complex fucking machine right <laughs> it cannot it cannot be why how or what ki matlab uska cortex is he trying to say that ki brain ke bhar wala part what hai? language the middle
1: two sections make up our limbic brains and our limbic brains are responsible for all of our feelings like trust and loyalty It's also responsible for all human behavior, all decision-making, and it has no capacity for language. In other words, when we communicate from the outside in, yes, people can understand vast amounts of complicated information, like features and benefits and facts and figures. It just doesn't drive behavior. When we communicate from the inside out, we're talking directly to the part of the brain that controls behavior, and then we allow people to rationalize it with the tangible things we say and do. This is where gut decisions come from. You know, sometimes you can give somebody all the facts and your figures, and they say, I know what all the facts and details say, but it just doesn't feel right. Why would we use that verb? It doesn't feel right.
0: No gut feeling comes also from thinking about products from the why, um, the what and how angle, right? Like, if you want to think about it, ek bar ke liye soch ke dekho ki, matlab if you are thinking of ki, um, how do you decide behaviorally, then there are multiple factors on how you decide behaviorally. It couldn't be a specific factor, say, why, right?
1: because the part of the brain that controls decision-making doesn't control language. And the best we can muster up is, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. Or sometimes you say you're leading with your heart or you're leading with your soul. Well, I hate to break it to you, there aren't the other body parts controlling your behavior. It's all happening here in your limbic brain, the part of the brain that controls decision-making and not language. But if you don't know why you do what you do, and people respond to why you do what you do, then how will, anybody, how will you ever get people to, 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 to vote for you or buy something from you, or more importantly, be loyal? and want to be a part of what it is what you, that you do. Again, the goal is not just to sell people who need what you have. The goal is to sell to people who believe what you believe. The goal is not just to hire people who need a job. It's to hire people who believe what you believe. I always say that, you know, there's, uh, if you if you, if you you um,
0: hire people just... Yeah, there, won't, there, there never would be people who exactly believe in what you believe, right? There might be people with similar ethical values, but they do not... They, if you want to hire great talent, let's say, if you have to hire in tech, right? A back-end engineer. He might or might not believe in, in the why, but you cannot sort of delay the hiring process to figure out who particular benda who believe and wants your why pura ho. Like, yeah, this is what I've seen in my experience, but yeah, okay.
1: Just because they can do a job, they'll work for your money. But if you hire people who believe what you believe, they work for you with blood and sweat and tears. And nowhere, nowhere else is there a better example of this than with the Wright brothers. Most people don't know about Samuel Pierpont Langley. And back in the early 20th century, the pursuit of powered man flight was like the dot com of the day, everybody was trying it. And Samuel Pierpont Langley had what we assume to be the recipe for success. I mean even now you ask people why did your product or why did your company fail and people always give you the same permutation of the same three things, undercapitalized, the wrong people, bad market conditions, it's always the same.
0: That's true. Yeah. I've heard these three reasons most of the times when, you know, um, that might be true as well. Um, Okay, we'll think through that, but yeah. same three
1: things. So let's explore that. Samuel Pierpont Langley was given $50,000 by the War Department to figure out this flying machine. Money was no problem. He held a seat at Harvard and worked at the Smithsonian and was extremely well-connected. He knew all the big minds of the day. He hired the best minds money could find, and the market conditions were fantastic. The New York Times followed him around everywhere, and everyone was rooting for Langley. And how come we've never heard of Samuel Pierpont Langley? A few hundred miles away in Dayton, Ohio, Orville and Wilbur Wright, they had none of what we consider to be the recipe for success. They had no money. They paid for their dream with the proceeds from their bicycle shop. Not a single person on the Wright Brothers team had a college education, not even Orville or Wilbur. And the New York Times followed them around nowhere. The difference was Orville and Wilbur were driven by a cause, by a purpose, by a belief. They believed that if they could figure out this flying machine, it'll change the course of the world. Samuel Pierpont Langley was different. He wanted to be rich, and he wanted to be famous. He was in pursuit of the result. He was in pursuit of the
0: riches. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. If you believe in the cause, um, you probably have sort of more you you in- instantaneously get more incentive to work towards that if that is your core belief or core you know, wo internal. Th- there is an internal motivation then and you know you figure things out in most of the cases like I- I've seen this in many projects which sort of you know um, <clears throat> people take up most of the times and people have seen some great uh, um, you know highly inspirational sort of highly boring projects for me from my perspective, but they they have a purpose and they would do that project and they would do that project willingly. I I would 100% agree with that. And lo and behold, look what
1: happened. The people who believed in the Wright Brothers dream worked with them with, with blood and sweat and tears. The others just worked for the paycheck. And they tell stories of how every time the Wright Brothers went out, they would have to take five sets of parts because that's how many times they would
0: crack. I would agree with that too. Like if you have people in the, in your team coincidentally because they uh, do believe in your idea, that's great. Um, but you know, you can't sort of have your hiring process in a way that you only uh, sort of hire people who believe in your idea, right? Um, and th- there, are, there are companies where people when they enter they do not believe in their ideas but they sort of train people to believe in their ideas. And that probably can happen through multiple factors and not just because of why. So I'm just saying that he's probably right at this point.
1: Ash before they came in for supper. And eventually on December seventeenth, nineteen oh three, the Wright brothers took flight. And no one was there to even experience it. We found out about it a few days later. And further proof that Langley and no one was there to even and eventually on
0: flight <laughs> came video. December 17th, 1903,
1: the Wright Brothers took flight. And no one was there to even experience it. We found out about it a few days later. Nice. And further proof that Langley was motivated by the wrong thing, the day the Wright Brothers took flight, he quit. He could have said, that's an amazing discovery, guys, and I will improve upon your technology. But he didn't. He wasn't first, he didn't get rich, he didn't get famous, so he quit. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And if you talk about what you believe, you will attract those who believe what you believe. Well, why is it important to attract those who believe what you believe?
0: Like if you believe in something, you won't attract who believe in the same idea, but you have to sort of um, have multiple layers of communication, etc., to make them believe in your idea probably.
1: Something called the Law of Diffusion of Innovation. And if you don't know the law, you definitely know the terminology. The first 2.5% of our population are our innovators. The next 13.5% of our population are our early adopters. The next 34% are your early majority, your late majority, and your laggards. The only reason these people buy touch phones is because you can't buy rotary phones anymore. <laughs> we all sit at various places at various times on the scale. But what the Law of Diffusion of Innovation tells us <laughs> and your laggards. The only reason these people buy touchstone phones
0: is touchstone phones. What are are touchstone phones though? Touchstone phones. Touchstone. Touchstone phones. Okay. Basically Nokia Valley, Jintavadati, the bag, PP kargawa zatina wale.
1: Because no, you can't buy rotary phones anymore. <laughs> what are
0: rotary phones now? Rotary probably some old technology but then एक देखते like ah okay so basically what he trying to say is because rotary phones which one dial करते dial करते हैं I had a big use garment shop and they had a SSC number. Ko, bar bar ke. Very interesting sort of phones. and that call, formula for emergency. Ka like, if you are having an emergency, you can't rely on rotary phones. But then, see, what he's trying to say is, ki rotary phones de, these people buy, uh, you know, the touch phones. Basically, time technology thi, ke baad, but then, so, okay, what he's trying to say is that there are early adopters to a product who are so like crypto, mein hota hai, okay? there are people who would who would sort of capitalize on the opportunity first hand. then there will be people who would be, who would be the last to sort of, um, who would be the last missed out kar and at that time, it would have probably grown to a great extent and they would miss out on this, on this particular, um, you know, technology or they would discover something else that too later. So, these are the kind of people who are sort of laggards basically which means that they're late uh, for an innovation, right? Very, very late for an innovation. That's what he is trying to say. <laughs> we all
1: sit at various places at various times on the scale, but what the law of diffusion of innovation tells us is that if you want mass market success or mass market acceptance of an idea, you cannot have it until you achieve this tipping point between 15 and 18% market penetration, and then the system tips. And I love asking businesses, what's your conversion on new business? And they love to say, oh, it's about 10% proudly. Well, you can trip over 10% of the customers. We all have about 10% who just get it. That's how we describe them. right? That's like that gut feeling. Oh, they just get it. The problem is how do you find the ones that just get it before you're doing business with them versus the ones who don't get it? So it's this here, this little gap that you have to close, as Jeffrey Moore calls it, crossing the chasm. Because you see, the early majority will not try something until someone else has tried it first. And these guys, the innovators,
0: The early majority would not try something until these guys have and get it.
1: Here, this little gap that you have to close, as Jeffrey Moore calls it, crossing the chasm. Because you see, the early majority will not try something until someone else has tried it first. And these guys...
0: The early majority wouldn't try something because someone else has tried that first. Okay, basically you need to have that particular set of people who come before the early majority. So, when the early majority isn't coming, early majority will not what he's trying to The innovators and
1: the early adopters, they're comfortable making those gut decisions. They're more comfortable making those intuitive decisions that are driven by what they believe about the world, and not just what product is available. These are the people who stood online for six hours to buy an iPhone when they first came out, when you could've just walked into the store the next week and bought one off the shelf. These are the people who spent $40,000 on flat screen TVs when they first came out, even though the technology was substandard. And by the way, they didn't do it because the technology was so great. They did it for themselves. It's because they wanted to be first. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And what you do simply.
0: Gone far. Gone far. See, the way he engages the crowd, right? The way he speaks, sort of phenomenal. Very, very enchanting. So, like, the way he sort of, you know, delivers a lot through his body language, BAP, BAP level.
1: Proves what you believe. In fact, people will do the things that prove what they believe. The reason that person bought the iPhone on the first, in the first six hours, or stood in line for six hours, was because of what they believed about the world and how they wanted everybody to see them. They were first. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So let me give you a famous example, a famous failure, and a famous success of the law of diffusion of innovation. First, the famous failure. It's a commercial example. As we said before, a second ago, the recipe for success is money and the right people and the right market conditions, right? You should have success then. Look at TiVo. From the time TiVo came out, about eight or nine years ago, to this current day, they are the single highest quality product on the market. Hands down, there is no dispute. They were extremely well funded. Market conditions were fantastic. I mean, we use Tivo as a verb. I Tivo stuff on my piece of junk time Warner DVR all the time. But Tivo's a commercial failure. They've never made money. And when they went IPO, their stock was at about thirty or forty dollars, then plummeted, and it's never traded above ten. In fact, I don't think it's even traded above six, except for a couple of little spikes. Because you see, when Tivo launched their product, they told us all what they had. They said, "We have a product that pauses live TV, skips commercials, rewinds live TV, and memorizes your viewing habits without you even asking." And the cynical majority said. We don't believe you we don't need it we don't like it you're scaring us what if they had said if you're the kind of person who likes to have total control over every aspect of your life boy do we have a product for you it pauses live tv skips commercials memorizes your viewing habits it's-
0: okay so basically the pitch is very nice this could be a pitch to sort of market your product but this cannot be the single pitch due to market your product because there could be multiple pitches they could start with how what and probably that could be true that start, they have the largest market share. Maybe, maybe I'm not too confident on this, but it's not that people who do not start with why do not have any market share because there are a couple of companies in one market, and like there are three 4 or comp- more than there, there would be more than one player, right? And they're not playing on Y, but they have comparable market sizes, not comparable, but thoda kam market sizes probably why is the single biggest leader hota hai particular industry may even they do not have to have a why i don't i don't think so even if they have how and what they could be a single like see the i, I don't agree with the golden circle at all right this is my take on it and 100 percent um it, it it is my opinion until then unless someone else sort of tries to defy it because it can't be ki, what, so, 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 It could go in multiple ways and multiple tests and multiple optimizations, iterations on every single touch point, right? Every single touch point of a business. And this particular thing cannot fit to companies, customers uh, all together and marketing as well, right? I don't get it.
1: Et Etc. Et People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And what you do simply serves as the proof of what you believe. Now, let me give you a successful example of the law of diffusion of innovation. In the summer of 1963, 250,000 people showed up on the mall in Washington to hear Dr. King speak. They sent out no invitations, and there was no website to check the date. How do you do that? Well, Dr. King wasn't the only man in America who was, the, who was a great orator. He wasn't the only man in America who suffered in a pre-civil rights America. In fact, some of his ideas were bad. But he had a gift. He didn't go around telling people what needed to change in America. You know, He went around and told people what he believed. I believe, I believe, I believe, he told people. And people who believed what he believed took his cause and they made it their own, and they told people. And some of those people um, created structures to get the word out to even more people. And lo and behold, 250,000 people showed up on the right day, on the right time, to hear him speak. How many of them showed up for him? Zero. They showed up for themselves. It's what they believed about America that got them to travel on a bus for eight hours to stand in the sun in Washington for-
0: Could be. Because like, if a thought resonates with you very well, then you would want to go beyond your measures to understand that, right? in the middle of
1: August. It's what they believed. And it wasn't about black versus white. 25% of the audience was white. Dr. King believed that there are two types of laws in this world, those that are made by a higher authority, authority, and those that are made by man. And not until all the laws that are made by man are consistent with the laws that are made by the higher authority, will we live in a just world. It just so happens that the Civil Rights Movement was the perfect thing to help him bring his cause to life. We followed him, not for him, but for ourselves. And by the way, he gave the I have a dream speech, not the I have a plan speech. <laughs> well, listen to politicians now with their comprehensive 12-point plans, they're not inspiring anybody. Because there are leaders, and there are those who lead. Leaders hold a position of power or authority, but those who lead inspire us. Whether they're individuals or organizations, we follow those who lead, not because we have to, but because we want to. We follow those who
0: very true, very very true.
1: Lead not for them, but for ourselves. And it's those who start with why that have the ability to inspire those around them, or find others who inspire them. Thank you very much.
0: And yeah, uh, you know, this is fun, fun, you know, um session for me, or I have never sort of deeply questioned ideas in such a way. And um, every video I sort of record, um this is the best template which you know fits me because this is very sort of thought provoking challenging and you know i am probably challenging someone who is great in what they do they are great orators etc but through this i get to understand how i think as well so that's a great journey for me i always say this if you like the video which you know you just saw do not subscribe to this channel Thoda aur sample size lelo. collect some more sample size and understand for yourself if you want my videos on your feed or not if you like other videos as well, then probably this relationship is going to go for to you know a, a good degree. relationship and you would like my videos probably if they would appear in feed. If you if you like more of that content, you know, I would bless your feed with some more thought explorations. And uh, yeah. Until then, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for watching my content. It means the, it means the world world to me. Thank you.